Howdy. Welcome to the Louisiana Equine Council Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Dolphin. We would like to take this moment to encourage you to join the Louisiana Equine Council if you have not already done so. We really need your help and the increase in membership to help us make the differences that our equine industry requires. We're also looking for sponsorships for this podcast. So if you have horse-related business and you would be interested in sponsoring an episode or multiple episodes, please get in touch with us through the Louisiana Equine Council Facebook page. We're very privileged today to have Miss Mariah Alexander. She is a student at the LSU School of Veterinary Medicine, and she is here today to talk with us about Equiday, a program that they are having for community outreach at LSU School of Veterinary Medicine next weekend, October the 7th. Miss Mariah, how are you doing today? I am great. How about yourself? I, I cannot complain. It's always a pleasure for me to get to speak with students, so I'm enjoying it. Why don't you give us a little bit of your background and where you're from and kind of what, what got you up into LSU at vet school? Yes. So I am from Houston, Texas, born and raised there. I spent a lot of my earlier years working with horses as a Girl Scout. I taught girls that were younger than me how to ride. And so that's where I fell in love with horses and the equestrian community. Since then, I've spent a lot of my time working at horse clinics um, and just growing my love for veterinary medicine. I knew very early on in life that I wanted to be a vet. <laughs> I was one of those kids that, you know, at five years old, they asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, I'm going to be a vet one day. <laughs> and, you know, here I am. 20 years later, about to be one. So, <laughs> well, cool. Well, um, yeah. So, what year are you in in vet school now? Yeah. So, I am a third year vet student. I have about an, a, a year and a half left. So, I'm, I'm really excited to get out there and be a doctor and hopefully help a lot of horses and a lot of people. So what is the next year and a half of vet school? You're you're kind of coming up on a significant shift in what that looks like. What What is that going to be for you? Yeah, so for the first three years of vet school, we have didactic lectures. So we just spend most of our time in classrooms and getting some really basic hands-on skills, like learning how to do a physical exam, uh, learning how to place catheters, that simple simpler stuff and then for the last year and a half of our uh, education in vet school we are in clinics for me that starts in february so i've only got a few more months before i start clinics and that's when we get to almost play doctor uh you know we learn how to evaluate history and <laughs> actually see 
patience, um, of course, with guidance of the teachers at the school, but it's when we get a lot more hands-on experience and a chance to develop our critical thinking skills that we'll need as doctors. Well, very cool. Well, we do know that there is an upcoming shortage in veterinarians and particularly large animal veterinarians. So it is good to get to see some of y'all that are going to be out in the world practicing in the upcoming years and uh, to know that there are a few bright spots in that picture, even if we may be having, like I say, a, a little, little paradigm shift in some decreased numbers. I know that they're working on that, increasing admittance to school and all of that stuff, but we probably will have like a, I don't know, five-year period there where, where it may get a little tight and uh, we might have to start triaging some horses or something. So anyway, well, we're here today to talk about mm -hmm. Equiday. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who, who is putting on Equiday and, and what is the purpose? Yes. Yeah, so the student chapter of AAEP is the club that's hosting this event. Myself and Ann Patu are organizing the event for 2023. We have a lot of fun stuff planned for Equiday. We're going to have morning lectures and afternoon demonstrations. Some of the, a lot of the lectures that we're having on Equiday, we haven't actually released yet. So you guys get to be the first to hear that. The lectures are going to be Poor Vaccines by Dr. Rob Keen. Does Your Horse Need a Dental? Why? by Dr. Charles McCulley. Are You Giving Your Horse Ulcers? by Dr. Frank Andrews. Equine Parasites and Dewormers by Dr. Vada. What Constitutes an Emergency? by Dr. Mirza. And then we're going to have two lunch lectures that um, attendees are able to pick between first lunch lecture option is natural disaster preparedness for horse owners by dr rachel martinez and my horse is lame what should i do next by dr Bradliza. yeah and i'll just put in a little plug here dr rachel cesar martinez is one of our lec board members i know that'll be a fantastic lecture by her so She's a, a cool lady. I like her a lot. Uh, kind of a, a re-transplant. She's originally from Louisiana, lived all around the country, and is coming to us from Maryland now. So she has seen some things and been some places. Cool lady. In the afternoon, we're going to be doing three rotating demonstrations. The first demonstration is first aid and temporary bandaging techniques. The second demonstration is nutrition and body condition scoring. And then the last one, which I'm really excited about, is technology for performance horses. We're going to be showing demonstrations of a dynamic endoscope and a lameness finder, which I think people are really going to enjoy getting to see. I'm a little bit pumped up just personally about the nutrition and body score lecture. I think the eye of the average horse owner has gotten a little bit skewed 
and we tend to have a whole lot of body condition score aids out there and people think a five is ridiculously skinny and we we need a little education to retarget recalibrate the eye of a lot of these owners out there so uh maybe if if we didn't have horses that were way too heavy there wouldn't be as many lameness exams needed out there (laughs) do we have any other things that might entice someone so so like prizes food which is always a big motivator in south louisiana what other things do we have for them Absolutely. So we're going to be providing breakfast and lunch for those that attend. And we also are going to be doing giveaways throughout the day. Um, So in between each of our lectures and then at the end of the day, we're going to be doing giveaways from a lot of our big company sponsors. And we have some really cool stuff that I'm excited for people to take home with them. So we're going to feed you twice and then maybe send you home with some swag. And this is all for only $40. Is that correct? Yep. And I know there has been pre-registration, but they will also be allowing people to register at the door on the morning of. And just so we're all straight, that is October the 7th. So second weekend of October, starting at eight o'clock in the morning at the LSU School of Veterinary Medicine, the big tan cube-shaped building next to the Mississippi River Levee right across the road from Death Valley Tiger Stadium. In addition to the breakfast, lunch, and giveaways. We're going to be sending everybody home with goodie bags that have um, swag from different companies and also some uh, infographics with information that they can take home to their friends and family. Very cool. Now, is Equiday a, a new concept? Is this something that has been going on for years? Is this the inaugural one? What's sort of the, the history, the present, and the future? of this outreach program? So Equiday is an event that the Equine Club at LSU used to host many years ago, but it fell apart or fell to the side because of COVID. So this is going to be the first year that we're hosting Equiday in seven or eight years. So it's been quite a while, but now that we are starting Equiday again, we do plan to host it annually going forward. So this is one of the forms of outreach that the vet school has specifically aimed at the horse community. What other things do y'all do that, that are sort of community involved? The LSU Equine Club involves itself in a lot of outreach programs, uh, specifically something that we're well known for is Castration Day, is one of the events that we host every year. I am actually the club's wet lab coordinator right now, and we just had Castration Day in April of this year. Castration Day is an event that we host annually with the club. Um, We invite people to bring their horses to the school, and the club uh, has just a full day where we castrate a bunch of horses. But we are 
planning on doing other community outreach events other than Castration Day. We're working towards having a vaccine clinic where we are going to go to some of the less served areas of Louisiana and a group of students will go out there and do a vaccine clinic in some more remote areas. So on the podcast here a few months ago, we had done an interview with a representative, also a Texas native, who was with the Not One More Vet organization, which is about mental health in the veterinary community, particularly that a lot of people might not understand that the suicide rate in the veterinary community is extremely high, one of the highest of any profession. And so as a, a student, and, and we do also know from the statistics that it runs throughout from 70-year-old vets all the way down into the students in vet school like yourself. So you're down there in the pressure cooker, a third-year student. You got to represent the state of Texas among all these Louisiana Cajun people and everything. So I'm sure the heat is on. How do you personally blow off a little steam? What do you do to, to get your mind clear and, and kind of get back to your happy place? Yeah, the, the veterinary profession is definitely dealing with a lot of challenges in terms of suicide rates and just stress in general. It's something that we as a profession are working to improve. I personally go to the gym to help myself relax after a long day. I'll actually go first thing in the morning before I have classes. Um, I'm a power lifter, so that's a really good stress reliever for me. Well, I, I think if you have to show up to, to work a little stinky, then around a whole bunch of vet students is probably the way to get away with that because y'all are going to deal with a lot of offensive smells. And as I segued into that, why don't you tell us some of your favorite offensive smells with animals that you have had to deal with? Has there, there been any experience you've had that just made you want to go around the corner and puke in the weeds or anything like that? Or what's your favorite bad smell? I think the worst thing that I have smelled is the that came out of a horse's lungs that had pneumonia. When we placed a chest tube in it, there was a lot of fluid that we got back. And that's probably the most nauseating thing that I have personally ever smelled. <laughs> <laughs> As far as what you have been able to perform clinically so far, of course, the most of that is, is still ahead of you. What's your favorite procedure so far? I believe that my favorite procedure that I've had a chance to see so far and am looking forward to doing one day is a BAL or a bronchioalveolar lavage. It is used to take a sample of of the lower respiratory tract of horses. It samples just a specific area of one of the lungs and it allows us to send off any, any sample that we get back to see if there's any bacteria in the lungs of horses. And I think that it's a really cool process and gives us some really valuable information. So it's something I'm really looking forward to having a chance to do after I finish vet school. 
you have mentioned lungs twice now so are, are we aiming at specializing in equine respiratory therapy or what is your your specialty that you're shooting for here so after i finish vet school i really hope to do an internship and even a residency in internal medicine i am a big fan of lungs kidneys livers um all of the horses that have diarrhea i am more than happy to see those cases <laughs> well that, that's good we we're, we're looking at a shortage and it sounds like you're taking one for the team right there and doing the work nobody else wants to do so <laughs> very good and there's no shortage of, of problems on the insides of a horse when i was a student in animal science our major veterinary professor told us that the GI tract of horses was made up with spare parts from other animals. And there seems to be a lot of truth in that. So, <laughs> Yes. I'm, I'm a lot of people say that uh, horses are not built very well, but they are definitely job security for veterinarians. <laughs> Once you get out of vet school and you're out making the big bucks and all of that good stuff, what is your favorite kind of horse? What are we going to go drop some cash on and we're going to fulfill the, the Barbie fantasy or whatever it was when we were a little girl? What What is Mariah Alexander's My Little Pony? <laughs> if I wanted to say something really simple, just the paint. <laughs> but um, really big dream horse would be Odin. Would be what? A Frisian. A Frisian? Oh, my goodness. Then you would need to be a, a dermatologist specialist in uh, <laughs> those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to afford a Frisian, but <laughs> um, I definitely, once I get out of vet school, it's a big goal of mine to get a horse of my own since i've never had the pleasure of owning one myself yet i'm i'm trying to hold out until i have some money for the the inevitable vet bills <laughs> i think you have missed the boat here you need to look into gypsy vanners because then you get your draft all the hair the feathers the mane and the paint horse too i, I think you need to go checking that out a little bit maybe we're, we're talking about Frisians and Gypsy Vanners, but if uh, memory serves of another another call I had with you, you kind of started out your educational deal more into seahorses. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So, right. I mentioned a little bit earlier that I grew up in Texas. So I went to Texas A&M for undergrad, and I majored in marine biology. Um, that's what I got my degree in. And you probably think that I wanted to go into aquatic medicine based on, on my undergrad degree, but I definitely, that was intended uh, to make my vet school application a little bit more interesting. And a lot of people have mentioned to me before, well, A&M has its own vet school. Why didn't you go there? And I just knew 
just based on looking at LSU's curriculum and, you know, having some interest in internal medicine, um, one of my mentors, um, Dr. Frank Andrews, who's going to be doing one of the talks at Equiday, is just this amazing specialist in internal medicine. And he's like one of the top researchers in that field. Um, and he is a big part of the reason why I went to LSU. Yeah, I have to say, like, uh, when I think of A&M, I don't think marine biology. That That's that's maybe a little far inland. I don't think I'd eat shrimp or sushi there myself. So, like, normally that would be a little more of a coastal college or something or a satellite part of the college. So what did they have at A&M for you to look at and, and study on? Or did they really have a pretty significant marine biology department there? I actually went to one of A&M's satellite colleges. So I went to their campus that was in Galveston, Texas. And while I went to school in Galveston, Texas, I also worked at an equine general practice clinic that was just a little bit north of Galveston for the entire four years that I was in undergrad. Um, and working at that clinic is a really big part of why I love equine veterinary medicine. So you, you're talking internal medicine as a specialty, and one of your major mentors is Dr. Andrews, who is into research. So do you have much of an inclination? That, that's definitely one of the specialties that could be involved in research and things like that, and even coming back to vet school and maybe teaching at some point. And I know maybe you're too young to have those things on the horizon, but do you do you have an interest in research and those sorts of things? Absolutely. I am actually currently working on a internal medicine related research project with one of my other professors, uh, Dr. Heidi Bancy, that we are hopefully going to publish a paper and um, maybe do a talk on it sometime within the next few months. Well, I just have one final question for you, and that is, is Mike the Tiger as soft and fluffy as he looks? I personally have never been one of the caretakers for Mike the Tiger, but I hope that he is as soft and fluffy as he looks. <laughs> Maybe if, not as nice for pets, but... <laughs> now, let's be honest. If he's in there and they're doing something and he's anesthetized and laid out on a table, you would have to walk through there and just stroke that cat one time, right? I mean, come on. Like, you have to. That's a moral imperative. They should have a line at the door, and everybody from janitors to administrators just comes through and pets him one time. That seems like a reasonable, yeah, I, I think you have to do that. If I ever have the opportunity to go pet Mike the Tiger, I will uh, call you and let you know so you can join. 100%. I'm going to hold you to that, okay? Because I, I will be on call and headed that way. Absolutely. And if, if I could ride him, I mean, maybe it's too much to ask, but you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So I'm, I'm just going to put that out there. We could do a little little tiger round pin in. I, I think we could probably get something going there. So, Well, soon to be doctor, 
Mariah Alexander. It has been a pleasure chatting with you. I look forward to meeting you somewhere down the road and we'll keep an eye on your career. I'm sure it's going to be a, a bright one. So thank you for joining us today and, and giving us all this information. Thank you so much for having me, Daniel. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Louisiana Equine Council podcast. I've been your host, Daniel Dauphin. Thanks for coming along for the ride. <laughs>